Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate, episode 108, Aces, Higher, Faster, Stronger. Tonight, we're going to be covering the LSO and Forest City Opens, along with some other store champ stuff. That's pretty amazing, right? <clears throat> and if that wasn't enough for you, we're going to be covering a lot about Aces tonight in our list archetype deep dive into Ace lists across the the factions, discussing strategies, and finding something that you might be able to play that excites you. With that being said, let's bring in my co-host for tonight. Please welcome Alex the Benchwarmer. How are you tonight, sir? Oh, I'm doing okay. Drove in from uh, Muskegon, so a little bit tired, but we're we're fine. Having a good day. And JJ. Still hasn't won a store champ. Gridiron, how are you tonight, sir? Oh, I didn't unmute you. Would you like to be unmuted? There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As I said, to be fair, I've only been on one store champ. So, I mean, come on. No excuse. <laughs> easy, easy. Just win the only one you ever attend. <laughs> yeah. On a side note, um, we've uh, I, I myself have been working uh, this past week to get our uh, in-person stream uh, up and running here um, as I'm we're hoping to get the Atomic Empire Store Championship streamed. Um, that should be coming up on the second weekend in August, I believe, the f the 16th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so slowly working there uh, to get that up and running. Uh, tomorrow, I have a test stream up um, where I'll be uh, attempting to stream some live games there. So if you guys are uh, around, check us out tomorrow. Um, it'll be about 6, 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. I'll have a, uh, a test game going on um, and with commentary. And uh, hopefully we'll have some, uh, some good time. Well, fun, fun. This weekend was a whirlwind for me. Um, whole bunch of crazy stuff going on um, in my personal life. Uh, but we, I had, I, I have an issue with a brand new car I bought. So that's super fun having to deal with that all Friday. And then on Saturday, we ran an impromptu store championship prep. We had a few more people. We could have probably called it a store champ, but I felt silly doing it with only seven of us. And one of the guys wasn't there at the beginning of it anyway, so uh, he got a buy. So it's probably probably good that we did not uh, do that. But we did pretend like it was one. Um, Scum won, just so you know. Scum won and was in the top three. So how how was the uh, what was the list? Uh, it was Zach's uh, one of his concoctions he was making. It was uh, Sarah Sue, uh, Lando Falcon, Dace, Dirge, and Lima. Nice. I feel like there might be one worship in there, but no, that sounds about right. Uh, we played each other. We were both running scum. Uh, I forced his defensive rerolls into better results. So uh, there's uh, not much I could have thought about that. So nice. Yeah. So we will not be going over uh, that tonight, but it, it was fun. I got to hang out with Alex. Um, I ended up taking <clears throat> the last round by um, so that other people who don't get to play as often could play. 
Um, so uh, technically, I eked out the win over Alex. So I just I'm gonna make sure that's pointed <laughs> out. Like I came in second. We um, both were three and one, but one of us played four games. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> doesn't matter how you get there. It's it's uh, that you got there. <laughs> so Obviously I lost didn't go for an intentional draw. You know, well, no, I lost my game to Zach. We I was ahead by two point three points. I was ahead by three points, and Sonny's up at the top edge of the board with a crate. Uh, two people bearing down, but probably not both going to get into them. One possibly, and I did a three bank instead of a three hard, thinking the three bank would fit, and there goes Sonny off the board. So <clears throat> I gave up the crate Sonny was holding as well as gave up the um the uh the, the five points <laughs> so i lost yeah, my mind you it was it was sun five not sunny boundary he wasn't playing anything yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no <clears throat> hey sun fox is fun to fly i'll true but you not as fun as sunny boundary you either live or you don't live it's, it's like no in between yeah. so um uh so yeah so we had fun this weekend uh we we what was supposed to happen is we were supposed to have a store champ up in muskegon and the um, owners and the guy running it kind of got a little bit of a mix-up in what else was being ran, so they didn't have enough tables. So we moved that one to August 6th. But um, <clears throat> we Alex was already coming over. Some of the other guys was like, hey, I'll host something if there's enough people. And if we actually get enough people, we'll just run a search champ. Um, but we did not get enough people. So, But it was still fun. Very fun to be had all right so shall we get into it i think tonight yeah. we have a couple of different things that we want to cover a lot of lists a lot of archetypes all these other things but i think before we get into the results for all of the store champs and the regionals because we we did have a regional lone star open and i do want to 100 percent cover that tonight what I want to do is do our list archetype series before we get into any of the other stuff to kind of talk through aces because I think it will help us as we go through there as we might see some ace style play with some of the lists that we'll be reviewing tonight later. So welcome to our Academy 101 list archetype analysis deep dive into aces. All right, so just to kind of review our list archetype series, essentially what we want to do is dissect the weaknesses, the strengths of all of them, look at different archetypes, define building blocks, understand the philosophy of the creation of these archetypes, and they are specified to X-Wing. Um, so earlier we had been kind of going through all of the different, um, you know, high level. We gave some rankings early on on what we felt each of these archetypes did in each scenario, came up with an average ranking for each archetype. And now we're into our deep dive segment. And if you missed some of the other ones, we've done Alpha Strikes, Beefless, Swarms, and now we're doing Aces. So quickly to define the Ace style list, we came up with the fact that it has consistency of high initiative pilots, 
a coordinator to help with additional mods and focus on repositioning to outmaneuver enemies, excels at one versus one engagements, but will possibly suffer to objective play. So what we did is we have a couple of different, we have six, six or seven lists tonight that we wanted to cover. This first list here is brought to us by Alex from the Republic Squadron. Now, this list doesn't have a specific coordinator, but does have a lot of high initiatives and does have some special things that will help it succeed. So, Alex, why don't you tell us a little bit about this list? Okay, this is a Republic list. It has a 7B Anakin with Extreme Maneuvers, Predator, and R4P17. That's the uh, kind of like a pattern analyzer droid. You look at it that way. It has uh, just a Delta 7 Obi-Wan with a CLT, Chopper, and Patience. Then it has SOC Oddball and SOC Wolf. Uh, it technically doesn't really have a coordination, but you also have double mods because you have the Force. And Oddball can actually pass the locks as well. And between Oddball giving locks out or having his own, uh, it helps Wolf out as well. Wolf's not, you know, in the high initiative in this, but he's... Tanky and he's only four points. Yeah, and then, like yeah. just just those two tanks right there for the eight points. That's really good. Yeah, and the uh, extreme maneuvers on Anakin's real uh, real sneaky there. Uh, being able to do a one hard boost for your force is very strong to either stay on target or get out of people's arc. And a style tends to do. You know, it's all about arc dodging. You can't roll bad green dice if you're not rolling bad green dice, you know, if you're not rolling green dice at all. And that's what the, the two Jedi try to do. Now, in this type of a list, you you can run either Obi and Annie closer together, or you can run them separate and kind of in a pincer formation. Which is the better maneuverability for this type of list? I honestly think that Anakin would be by his own, by and large, and Obi-Wan can be with the arcs. Uh, Obi-Wan's ability can be used to support the arcs with their focuses. Um, and they can also <laughs> kind of spontaneously generate a focus with the, <laughs> uh, the SOC ability in order to spend their focus to give it to someone else, and that person recovers their own focus charge. So uh, yeah. life finds a way in that. It's kind of fun. <clears throat> yeah, so Anakin's kind of flying around solely. Then you got the others kind of together. Um, you can pick objectives up with with them. Um, the crates is probably the worst for this list, other than you can technically put a crate on Wolf and Ark. Uh, a yeah. Wolf and Ark. Wolf and Oddball um, in the Arcs. And they could take crates um, because they don't reposition a lot. They're kind of your... I'm going to sit here. I'm going to do a maneuver. Once in a while, I'll barrel roll um, type thing. Yeah, the only unfortunate part is that I got one agility. They do. But selfless <laughs> actually helps with <laughs> mitigating a crit for crates, which is kind of cute. But uh, yeah, crates would be the worst one for them. But they're pretty solid in uh, pretty much everything else. I mean, they're they're meant to go kill things. Um, yep. And Obi-Wan, you can swap out like R2-D2 if you want like a, a regen, but having Chopper on Obi-Wan really hurts people. Mm. Especially if you're going against like uh, Tomax. 
you know, <laughs> just jam off the focus just because you're by him. Oh, yeah. And light him up with the rest of the stuff. It's real silly. So, <clears throat> JJ, what would be some counters to this type of list? Well, um, my my biggest thing here, I think, is having a list that can uh, push crits uh, through reliably. So typically your ships that can have like proton cannons uh, that uh, that deals that really big shot uh, with a uh, with a uh, uh, automatic crit generator there uh, to push in crits there really helps uh, decimate those arc styles there. Um, but you do have to take care to not waste too much time in taking those ships down, uh, mainly because you do have that big initiative six threat with anakin there um the the hard i think the most important part here when you're playing against this list is definitely the objective uh game as well um being ha being able to um at least match if not outscore your opponents on objectives is really huge because uh, while oddball and uh and wolf can be very good offensively um if they do have to um spend their action to uh, either scramble or claim an objective um it does take away the ability for them to to have a token uh, to pass around, or at least use for uh, the Born for this ability on this one here, um, and then further backed up by Obi-Wan's ability there for you. Um, I think also the a good critical piece for this to further um, like bring down the effectiveness of this list is Obi-Wan. Um, as we identified before and earlier, um, when we were originally going over like what compromises this list, or what this list is uh, like, uh, made of is having that coordinating piece or at least that enabling ship that's able to make the rest of the list effective obi-wan in that list is that linchpin just being able to provide those focus tokens um or at least help regen those focus tokens for the rest of the list mm -hmm. and uh can be a really good um piece to take out to help reduce the um the potential um uh like attacks that that the quality of attacks that these ships would have against you Yeah, I also think like um, any like heavy like spike damage can really be terrible for this. It's got no dedicated, so that's rough. <laughs> but yeah. like you know, Obi Wan can be one shot if you just don't roll well enough. Like any sort of spike damage, like proton torpedoes, or uh, like advanced proton torpedoes. Anything with like four or five attack dice, Ray would uh, <laughs> be really bad for Obi Wan in this case here. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think those matching initiatives is kind of, you know, you, you decrease before aces used to be consistent, right? Because you knew whether you're going first or second by your bid. Now you have a road roll, no matter what it is. So um, matching initiatives, you know, something like Ray, Obi goes first, then all of a sudden here comes Ray saying bye-bye, you know, or Luke. Luke's a good one, right? Luke gets to go second. He knows he can take that target lock. You can't get away from him as an Obi-Wan because you're already there. So, yeah. Just right. evade and then spontaneously generate a force or a focus token with the SOC. There you go. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the next example that we have. The next example we have is from JJ, and it is an Empire list. And of course, good old Soon Tearfell is in that list. And if you think about it, if you think about this list, this. You used to be able to run Vader, Soon's here, Grand Inquisitor. Now you get a freaking Reaper with it as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, JJ, what, what is this list and what does it do well? 
So this one here, we have a, a very good high initiative uh, set of aces here that can do very, very well um, on their own and to have it further supported by a Reaper here with a coordinate um, can be very, very effective here. So to break down the list here, we have uh, Darth Vader, the Battle Yavin version, along with Zoom Tierfell with Predator and Juke, uh, Grand Inquisitor in the TIE Advance V1 with Malice, Lone Wolf, and Brilliant Evasion, and then Vizier with Seven Sister and Captain Harak. Now, um, the loadout on this isn't as important um, because it is a very flexible list. Uh, for instance, you can play uh, with the new starter pack Darth Vader um, that's a little more action flexible uh, with its ability, as well as Vizier. Um, you can put on uh, Emperor Palpatine crew, uh, which gives a passive force to the rest of the list on there. Um, but uh, any way you put it, uh, as long as you have that big coordinating pace, it really, really helps out this list significantly. Um, in how they behave. Uh, Soonsia, Fell, and Vader uh, can be very, very effective attackers at, at I-6. Uh, Soonsia, Fera can play a little more cagey, uh, trying to arc dodge and take its shots of opportunity and being able to line up that bullseye really helps its effectiveness on offense, uh, which being I-6 is really, really great. Uh, typically with Soonsia, Fell, you're already taking that evade token anyway, just to make sure that it does have that defensive mod. And if you can line up that bullseye, you'll have a focus token to go as well adding juke to this list helps strip that token away potentially from that defender uh, to line up a potential shot from vader or grand inquisitor for follow-up shots and they can really push in the damage through at that point there uh, vizier being able to do the ailerons coordinate um, and then set himself up for a block um, and at least with this particular loadout uh, can be very effective because if your uh, opponent decides to uh, take a red token uh, or red focus rather you can use seven sister to either jam off that token or track to them into a position where you know you can line up a bullseye with soon tier or get a uh, a really good set of follow-up shots from both soon tier and vader uh, for this particular list and go from there um and then grand inquisitor of course just being a really effective attacker being able to use his ability to gain a range one bonus or negate it um being uh, also able to use malice to change those uh a hit into a crit or a focus into a crit um, can be a really good way to uh, punch in that additional damage that you need. So I would be more in favor of Azir having Palpatine on it. Mm -hmm. That that would be more of my style, I think. Yeah, yeah I was going to say in this particular list, I think Palpatine would be a little bit better than Seventh Sister and Captain Hark just because you have fragile pieces. Yeah. Yeah, I also, I also wonder what what if you do you think Malice is worth changing and putting um, getting rid of Malice and putting um, Magpulse on there? Like, does Magpulse help a little bit with it? I mean, you could, you, you could do cluster Maybe. missiles, right? But I I, I don't. So, I don't know if that's really worth it. Normally, if you had other I-5 ships um, that can share the same initiative, I think Magpulse will be really great. Um, but because he's essentially going to be the last attacker um, for this list, uh, more likely, uh, because Vizier doesn't have the best time in target. 
um, you're wanting to make sure that you can get in that final shot, especially if you have Suntir and Vader uh, softening up a target, taking out shields. Uh, having Malice available to you um, gives you that potential to uh, push in a crit and then potentially regen the force on Grand Inquisitor so that we can use it on offense or deep, or sorry, for defense rather, um, if he ends up taking shots back. Um, so I, I went with that piece there because it does help him uh, be aggressive and then potentially regain his force if he does use it. Um, so it's um, it's just that balance there. But yeah, you can absolutely put in mag pulse if you want to play a little more defensively and just have your um, and hopefully uh, reduce the risk of damage to your ships um, since they'll get the deplete if it does manage to land. Yeah, I think just the mag pulse shooting last is kind of lame <laughs> just kind of like well vader decimated this thing soon did a lot of work i gotta i should clean it up instead of just doing one crit damage kind of thing especially with grand inquisitors to make it a range one shot fair enough it just feels like you'd be you'd be very force starved is all with it um so nick pointed out maybe putting um Mark A or Juno in there would also be a possibility. You lose mm -hmm. your coordinate, but you gain another aggressively offensive ship. Both is Juno's an I five, right? Yep. Yeah, Juno's I five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now, so now you're running, you know, two I fives. You can be very independent. Um, you just have to fly it a little bit more cage. So, counters. What are some counters to this type of a list? Oh man, don't get caught in an arc. These things are real low health. <laughs> okay, well, that's obviously not good. Um, <laughs> these just say don't get caught in an arc. You would, like, that's crazy. That's never going to not happen at some point. Yeah, well, I mean, it has a lot of low health. So anything that has, um, like, auto damage or spike damage. I mean, I think spike damage is going to ruin pretty much every ace list. Um, anything that's not beef, really. Uh but yeah, like you don't want to see bombs, uh, you know, Dangar Gunner, Vader crew going against this kind of stuff because you only have so many tokens and you only have so much health. Yeah, I agree. And I think eyeing on weaponry is probably the biggest thing here because these aces really rely on those reposition actions. And if you get them ionized, taking away that reposition ability just totally shuts down their effectiveness and makes them vulnerable. Granted, these are three three agility ships. And you know when you roll hot, you roll hot, then your dice can sometimes bail you out. But nine times out of 10, you're, you're Dice will betray you, and you'll end up losing um, a ship if you get um, if you if it gets looked at the wrong way. So yeah. Yeah, and I think also you touched on it earlier, uh, Tanner, that Grand Inquisitor would probably be like force starved, um, and you know, and you're relying a lot on Vader to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting if they put like any sort of pressure on Soontir. You know, Soontir's got to run. He's three health. So you're, you're kind of leaning a lot in the Vader in this list. Yeah, which is sad because I like Soontir with Predator and Shield Upgrade. I don't like that I can't run both now. Um, and I can't take Beskar Plating. So you know how that is. All right, let's move on to our third list of the night. 
is a oh, it's another JJ list. It's a Rebel Alliance list with Han Solo, Hera, Bodica, and Boy Luke. JJ, tell us about this list and why you think this is a is an ace list. So this is uh, this is a list that's been making its rounds a little bit uh, for uh, for the rebels and a lot of the store champs that we're seeing, or at least a, a, a version of this list here for you. Um, so for this one here, we got Han Solo's the customized version. He has custom, uh, excuse me, perceptive co-pilot, uh, chopper, Bistan, engine upgrade, and the Falcon title. Harrison Dula with swarm tactics, Bodica Bench with predator, Mando optics, and Beskar reinforced plating, and then the battle Yavin Luke, uh, which comes with those lovely proton torpedoes uh so what makes this list particularly good um at least ac is the fact that you have han solo um who can easily go out and um and be that big base that can go in and double tap if he needs to um if you try to bump him he can use chopper to boost out of a bump and then take a red focus uh which you could turn into two focuses with perceptive co-pilot and take two shots um and uh and just be a general nuisance especially if he's hanging out near a a rock um, Bodica Bench paired with Harrison Dula and Swarm Tactics is really great if you're able to fly them together. You can essentially make Bodica that I-6 um, shot with, alongside Hera uh, to take a really good uh, potentially double-modded shot uh, with Bodica into a ship there. And then uh, if they decide to shoot, uh, like ignore Bodica and shoot at Hera or shoot at Han and uh, Bodica has that ship in Orc, Bodica can take a second shot and then not really have to suffer much for the consequences of her ability, which is taking the deplete. Um, and then Luke Skywalker at I-5 being able to shoot uh, uh, those proton torpedoes is just so great, um, especially if you decided to take a lock action with Hera. Uh, you can shoot with Hera, uh, use her ability to pass that target lock onto Luke, onto that if assuming that you're aiming at the same target, and then Luke now has a proton torpedo shot, so that way he doesn't have to spend the force for instinctive aim, and Luke act, uh, can really uh, mess up a ship uh, with a proton torpedo with two force and the lock, um, especially if Bodica and Han already had a shot at that particular ship. Uh, this thing can, uh, can hurt pretty good. Um, the maneuverability of both Hera and Bodica allows them to get into pretty good spots there uh, with their linked actions into repositions and Han Solo can cover a lot of ground with his ship and that boost on the large space is just so so good. Uh, when played right Han can be hard to track down um, especially if you're trying to concentrate on him and you have Bodica, Hera and Luke on your tail now uh, uh, basically shooting you down at I-6. I think um, Han Solo uh, in 2.0, I always considered him like the best ace. <laughs> I don't think if people like realize how good of an ace ship he is, uh, he's no longer as good because Poe is here and he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> but but that large base boost gets you out of so many arcs. It's crazy, and then you still get like you know a best you know uh, two shots. <laughs> with him with the uh, the re-rolls that he gets natively uh you know if your first roll's crap re-roll it again but that boost really gets you out of basically everything it's a it's a sad hero though i don't like the just bring swarm tactics hero you're kind of not doing much in this kind of list 
Well, honestly, Hera in this list is plays the role of that coordinating ship, essentially, right? Um, although she's not taking the coordinating action, her her ability basically allows her to pass on that mod to one of her other ships, uh, her other friendlies that can use it for uh, double modified shots. Uh, the manual optics on um, on Bodica allows Bodica to potentially set up a double modded shot to on a particular ship um, if set up correctly. But um, Hera is there to uh, essentially provide that additional token. Um, she could be defensive with the evade token and pass it on, or focus token to allow a double modded shot or even a target lock to uh, give it out to Luke, so that way Luke can uh, uh, have a very accurate proton torpedo shot and uh, erase the ship. Um, but so I think she works as that coordinating piece in this list. Yeah, it's just rough to <laughs> purely bring it as like a support piece because you're yeah. like, like leaning into Han and Luke to carry the rest of it, which they're better than I would say like Vader soon tier and just raw output of damage. But yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, you know, I, I want Hera to do more, but you know, at five points of loadout, it's very tough for her to really have an effective, um, like loadout that can make her offensive short of like mag pulse yeah and it's even then usually she's, mag pulse is yeah like and, or something exactly and then at that point she does have to take a lock and then if she has a bad roll she has to spend it and then her effectiveness just drop off right at that point so it feels like it gives an incentive for your opponent to try to take out Hera, and if uh, since you're pairing it with Bodica, um, and you're shooting with Bodica I six, if you decide to go against Hera at that point, you're just going to turn on Bodica's ability at that point, um, and that that's going to feel bad when Bodica puts in a ton of damage, especially if they still have uh, mods available. So it's it's a give and take, um, but I think that Bodica makes up for that lack of offense for for Hera in this list. Counters other than Luke rolling bad. Well, see, it doesn't matter if Luke rolls bad because you can take the evade with Hera. <laughs> Just saying. Luke always rolls bad. Uh, uh, counters for this is. Um, golly. Uh, I, I would say the counters for this here is uh, target priority here. Um, for I, I've played against this list several times, uh, just playing random people on TTS, and the list tends to fall apart once you start taking out their heavy hammers, which in this case would be uh, Luke or Han. And once those heavy hammers goes out, uh, then their their offensive output drops a lot at that point. So, um, you know, I think that while the the Hera token passing can be annoying and it could um, help those ships live a lot longer than they need to. Um, being able to reduce the, the amount of shots that's coming in, number one, from Her uh, from Han's double tap is huge to allow you to live long enough to take them out. And then, of course, Luke Skywalker with the Force is always a threat, um, especially once he starts getting into rhythm, taking range one shots. Um, you need to be able to take that out. Once that's left, then you can easily arc dodge uh, Bodoka because even though Bodoka is shooting at I-6, you're able to... Um, uh, she's only moving on I-4, rather. Uh, you're able to potentially arc dodge Bodoka and take shots at the other ships if needed or at Hera and still be still have a chance to, to win the game. Um, this list can... can 
deal with objectives rather rather okay um, because they do have the um, the token passing from Hera and uh, Han can basically reroll shots if he's nearby with an objective but um, ain't picking up any crates yeah he's not picking up crates no um, and, and that that particular scenario that list suffers a lot but um, but yeah, I think that uh, it, you're you can definitely target priority uh, the two heavy hitters uh, between Luke and Han, and that should give you a a very good fighting chance on winning the the match. Yeah, and I think I think jamming is also a big thing for the against this. You, you might not be able to jam Han as well, but being able to jam Hera or jam Luke, you know, kind of stop some of that. Um, interesting stuff there so also i've been playing a lot of like r4b11 and when bodica like does her shot and takes the deplete token it's really funny to take that deplete token and make a reroll defense dice <laughs> <laughs> it feels really bad for the bodica person all right the next list that i have is a separatist list um I threw an extra ship in here because it gives you the option you can run Volan or uh, two of the Aflacs. So it kind of depends. Do you want to run a bunch of Ace-style ships or do you want Funny Reroll Man in there? It, it kind of, there's, there's, a, there's a quandary to, to, to how you want to run this. Now, the other difference here is you could take on DGS, you can take Kraken or Hondo. So you can either enable calcu Calculate Keeping or you can enable um, Hondo being able to coordinate. I did not put Dirge in this list. This is an FYI because I don't feel Dirge is 100% AC. He is somewhat AC because he's an I-5 that can reposition, but Dirge also is not as AC as these um, Afflecks here. And the difference is, so if you run the all the SOCs, you have the ability to share different mods with them, and then the Aflacs get actions when things die. So, like, there is a lot of action economy, um, but this this list literally has, like, no health. There's, like, no health this list at all. Um, and you only get one I-6. So, just to go over it, you, you can either run Volan without maneuver, and, or you could run DST81. Then you can run two of the SOC Aflac droids. And then you could run Sunfock. And then, of course, in the last spot would be the droid gunship with either Kraken or Hondo. So the reason I say this is because your Aflacs, even though they, as long as they are lining up their bullseyes, they're getting extra mods. So they can always take that evade. Um, they can keep their calculates in case they can't get the bullseye. They all have afterburners on them, and they all can share their ability when people die. Um, and then, like I said, the reroll droid, like to me, that's the best ship, though I did lose it um, at least once this, like, this weekend. Um, but only once out of three games did I lose it. And, and really, it's it's just, you know, if you roll three blanks and take three strains and then roll three more blanks. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so it just, it just happens sometimes, but the probability of that is pretty low. So 
Was BB-8 uh, shooting at you? No, no BB-8. <laughs> no, Alex, everybody ran scum. Scum and rebels and one. I played Brendan. Brendan played uh, Empire. I played uh, Mad. He was running funny reroll man. And I shot a proton cannon at him. And then he died. Yes. Because you can't spend green tokens. When nope. you are in full, uh, dead to rights. So it's like, cool. You can reroll some stuff, but uh, here's three crits. Yeah. So that's kind of the list. Um, obviously, the first counter is um, bombs, right? Bombs um, really wreck this list because if you know where they want to be, they can reposition, but they're not able to reposition in the same manner as like a Jedi and still have all the mods they want. Um, those Aflacs being able to take white evades, though, is pretty dope. Like, if you're by objectives or obstacles, um, like, I was hoping those would go down to three points because I would just constantly run them. That's what I would run. They would be in every list I ran in Separatist because they're, they were, oh, they were so much fun to run. Remember, JJ, we, we subbed those out when we played Kyber Cup this year. I remember and that. I bitched about it because if they die, they die. And now that I'm running like all these stupid tri fighters more often, I was I like feel like we could go back to Kyber Cup with my experience now, and we'd do even better. Like the the game, the two games that I lost, one of those I would not have lost with that list. But so bombs, bombs are a counter. What else do y'all think are counters? Um, I think uh, crit generation is a big deal, especially for ships that don't have shields natively. Uh, crits can really hamper um, negatively these ships here. Um, a single structural damage is basically a death sentence for these ships. Uh, same thing with like um, uh, with a like disabled power regulator, which will ionize them. Essentially, prevents a lot of these droid ships, uh, the droid tri fighters, not fallen, um, to from being able to. to get um get calculate tokens or uh, be able to boost or anything like that and it basically makes them sitting ducks even more so than their organic counterparts on there uh so iron weaponry and crits can be very very critical uh tools to take on this particular list there anything else alex I mean, it, a lot of it's just what we've been saying. Like, right? this is a very low health list. So, uh, if you get caught in an arc, that's really bad. Spike damage would ruin like four four red dice get over three green dice fairly consistently. So, it's any auto damage, any spike damage, and you have to be real uh, confident with your play here. Uh, but also those those. Um, the Aflacs are fives, right? So uh, Sunfock being your only six, if you go against something like a Han or 7B Anakin or something, they can be arc dodged pretty easily because they're only fives. Yeah. In Separatists, there is very few I-6s. So um, right. you you have Sunfock and Django. <laughs> That's who you get. That's yeah. it. Separatists is not the ace centered uh i mean you can instinctive aim or uh heightened perception uh dooku and and maul technically okay anyway can we move on let's uh not even we're not even gonna go down that road but do you know what faction is very ac with a lot of i6s 
That would be the First Order, my friend. Oh, yeah. First Order is no longer the Ty Malaris lot. It is now the Ace lot, right? Like, they have a lot more Ace options, weirdly enough, than we've seen in FO in a while, I think. Like, and I, I think outside of Kylo and Von Reg, we didn't have a bunch of Aces that were running around. Well, Supernatural Kylo, there you go. I guess that, that was a thing for a little while. <laughs> so, yeah. They kind of had that. Um, so we threw together two lists here that kind of, they're, they're a little bit different. And Alex is going to go run through the first one and JJ can run through the second one. Then we'll kind of talk, talk about them. Okay, so the first one is actually a list that Cody has been testing out. Uh, it's not the one that he brought to the forest open, which we'll get to. But uh, his, it is one that he's been testing out. And this is uh, Silencer Kylo. With extreme maneuvers, debris gambit, sensor scramblers, and advanced proton torpedoes. Uh, blackout with lone wolf sensor scramblers and prockets. Malarus with magpuls. And then rush with predator, fanatical, and optics. Uh, I know he was running this one for a while. Cody just basically plays every ship just completely farther away from each other. And then we'll collapse in on someone... And that uh, debris gambit giving Kylo an evade is very tough to <laughs> deal a lot of damage. Like you're not silencers have like a lot of like, you know, four hull two shields, right? So Kylo with a force and evade is pretty tough to kill in a silencer if you do manage to get a shot on him. All right, JJ, what's the next list that we have? Next one here, we got Major Von Reich making an appearance with Daredevil, Lone Wolf, Deuterium Power Cells, Kylo Ren in the Tide Whisper with Malice, Instinctive Aim, Predator, Concussion Missiles, Wrath with Marksmanship, Predator, Ion Cannon, and Pattern Analyzer, and then Blackout with Predator, Sensor Scramblers, and Proton Rockets to round off this list here. Um, I cannot tell you how often I see people run like different variations of von reich uh with like different like uh loadouts for his talents uh daredevil on major von reich is so so good um to outmaneuver your opponent or outfly your opponent um having that hard one um boost uh at i6 can be so good to help you arc dodge and makes von reich a very very good knife fighter uh, especially if he's able to arc dodge um a ship and uh, be able to take a shot at another ship and without having to worry about uh any return shots uh he's able to reliably take that strain for target lock on his intended target and then boost out of the way and then clear it the next turn with a hard one maneuver if he needs to um effectively doing like a k turn like a very tight k turn that way um bond rate can be very very good um kylo ren i think probably could be a little more effective i prefer to fly kylo ren with advanced optics um because it helps him um be a lot more accurate in his shots specifically if you're using like the instinctive aim to launch a concussion missile um having force and optics uh gives you a, a very high percentage chance of getting three hits consistently with that particular attack um but of course malice is always very good if you're able to line up that bullseye and uh and get those crits going in and then flip out uh flip up any potential other shots with the force to uh set up like a chain uh a chain reaction 
like fuel leak and such uh, with the, the Malice Direct heads afterwards. Um, Wrath, very underrated, uh, definitely a really solid ship being able to potentially um, double tap a ship, especially with Ion Cannon on his loadout there. Uh, his ability does allow him to push uh, damage pretty uh, pretty reliably with two different shots if you're able to line it up right and do well. Um, Blackout, I'm a little bit on defense because uh, I played Blackout quite a bit uh, on previous Kyber Cup, um, and Blackout always needed help. Blackout always needs a coordinator to help it make it more effective, um, especially if you're trying to set up Blackout's ability. I think sensitive controls is almost a must on him, but it also limits his options for where he can go. Um, if you're really, really, really trying to push his ability, um, I think sensitive controls is the way to go. But other than that, if you're just ignoring his ability, uh, having Blackout at I-5 with uh, sensor scramblers and proton rockets, you can really be aggressive with him zoom in and uh, potentially get that big spike damage shot at range two uh, against an opponent and uh, and hopefully take them out if they've already been shot at by Von Reg or Kylo or Wrath. Uh, so there is that, that, that potential there for Blackout um, that can be very good. Yeah, um, in the, these kind of FO lists, they play a lot differently, right? In the second one with Von Reg and Kylo, uh, what's really good is they got two i5 jammers and that with with Kylo and wrath and that really messes with people um, it makes it pretty strong for like an a style thing and that list really depends on like your ability to bullseye and reposition uh, the first one with the triple silencers that's more just uh, you know take quality shots and then try to do as much damage as you can at once with like uh sensor scramblers you can do like the five straight boost or five uh you know if there's opponents near you can do like the five straight still be cloaked take a lock they can't lock you and that turn your force a d cloak you come in you have a double modded shot which is uh pretty nasty to just eat an advanced proton torpedo in the second turn of the game <laughs> oh yeah so what what counters this list uh, well, the first one with the triple silencers, Malaris, they're all I-5. So if you have a stronger uh, I-6 ace, it can, um, you have to play really cagey or else you can just get arc dodged most of the time. And I believe in the second list with the double whispers, uh, you know, they are whispers if they're not really bullseyeing things they don't have a lot of offense even if you're jammed you know two dice is <laughs> kind of sad for an ace yeah yeah i mean for for this kind of list you know it's um they kind of live and die by their dice there and i think keeping time on target on any one of those uh those ships in the list helps reduce it uh, its potential um 
like drastically. Um, Kylo is probably the hardest one to take down because he does have access to the Force. But for the rest of the list, there, I mean, Green Dice and Green Dice and Green, uh, excuse me, Green Dice or Green Dice, and even though they have two shields and four hole, um, they can go down under concentrated fire, and it, once they start taking criticals that uh, that start hampering them, um, if you're able to get um, get them in a lot of arcs, uh, then that's when they they go down. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen bong regs uh, go down quick uh, because the they got caught inside of an arc and weren't able to arc dodge it effectively. Um, only having four health overall uh, makes you just slightly better than a tie fighter and a single direct hit kills that that bond right very fast so being able to uh, make sure you get good time on target um, helps them and at the same time um, if you're able to threaten them out of position that also leaves the objectives open uh, for you to claim and play the objective game and force them to uh, to either have to turn in and re-engage which puts them at risk um, or fly away and they lose out points yeah honestly i think with both these lists it's just if you have a very strong objective list, you have a, a pretty good time. Like the triple silencers, they you can play salvage with any of those. <laughs> I mean, just have Malaris being the sole crate carrier, and they can get to other places, but like they kind of need their actions for you know uh, sensor scr- for the satellite scrambling. So uh, if you have really strong objective play. I think they suffer more than any other liaise list we've done here for objectives. All right, the last one is a resistance list. Yes, uh, this is uh, a list that I made. It is a Overdrive Poe, probably the ACS ship you can get. Eh. Yeah, it's, it's up there. It's, it's one or two of the AC ships you can do. Um, so this is uh, T-70 Poe, uh, Flyboy Poe. is Marksmanship R4, Pattern Analyzer, Proton Torpedoes, Overdrive Thruster, and the Black One title. Got Lulo with Starbird Predator Shield Upgrade. Nine Nub with Daredevil, Pattern Analyzer, BB-8, and Jamming Beam, because you have one point. And then uh, Snap Wexley. The boosty one with uh, R68 and heavy laser cannon. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if you guys have ever done a BB-8 uh, Daredevil boost. It's really funny, and especially if you're in range one, you just shed the stress and do oh, whatever yeah. you want. It's really silly. I know it could be uh, really a pain to pin down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that uh, that uh, that hard boost, that hard two boost is just so good. I mean, it puts Neen in a lot of good spaces there. Um, you definitely have to take time to practice that particular list because it's easy to um, to overestimate or underestimate how far that maneuver can go from a boost after you've already planned out something. Um, but if you got the spacing down, man, that is such a fun list. <clears throat> counters to this list. I don't know. Snap Waxley's a four. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's he's solid because he boosts. He's a pretty good objective getter. Um, but yeah, I mean, the only true ace there is Poe. And if you 
Lock Poe. That's a very tragic Poe. <laughs> he really kind of depends a lot on his abilities, so he's going to be constantly stressed. So, it, like, if you have any sort of, uh, like, death troopers in the list, Poe's going to be a little bit rough. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, I hate death troopers. Now, I forgot all about, like, you have to measure every time. You know how annoying that is? It's like, oh, are you in range one? Oh, my God. I got to measure. I didn't have to measure for death troopers at all. He kept running into me. It was always going to be range zero. <laughs> okay, well, fine. Fair enough, then, Alex. But you well, don't care about maneuvering. Yeah, I don't I want my son for four turns in a row, and yeah. so did he. But he had rack, and then he died. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, any sort of like uh, stress, jamming, or eye on control really hits this list pretty hard. And Lulo, Lulo could pop real easy if you don't uh, position Lulo correctly. You have. In this case, five health because you have shield upgrade. But it's a five health ship with two agility and probably just a focus. Yeah, which is a little scary because it's a four health healing. <laughs> if they, people go in, in on it, you know how that's going to go. I've watched my Lulu just, oh, just die. It's sad. My Lulo is a champ, but my Lulo just like looks at any incoming ship and just five straights right past them. He's just like yeah. not dealing with it. <laughs> or I fly Lulo off the board. It's one of the two. It's either like you live or you die with my hands. Like that's that's the best when you do that. I mean, it's kind of like me flying Sunfuck off the board. So there you go. Like I mean, like that should never happen. But you know, hey. I, oh, I happens. did that in a Michigan regional. Through my, uh, flew my Sunfuck off the board. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, I tried blocking it. I blocked the one hard to stop him and barrel rolled myself further away from the board and still barely clipped it with the one hard. I did what I could. All right. Well, that was the conclusion to our aces list archetype discussion. I think I don't know. We have what do we have left control? We haven't done control yet. Yeah, Oof, that's that's going to be fun, though. I My think list that's, is a control list. Yeah, like Scum does really well, I think, in control lists. So maybe the whole episode will just be Scum control lists. <laughs> All right. So, okay, let's do – we're going to do control next. Um, It'll either be next weekend or the week after, depending on what else we have coming up. So It'll, it'll probably have to be the week after. Why do you have a bunch of stuff planned for next episode you want to share with us? Uh, I know, but I'll talk to you about it, Alpha. Okay. Either which way, we we are going to move into our pattern analyzer segment where we analyze the current meta. So tonight, we are going to, I don't know where my video went, but I'm sure it'll come back. Tonight, we are going to be looking at the regional championship that happened for Lone Star Open. We're going to also look at the Forest City Open, even though that wasn't a regional. We're going to definitely check out some of those lists there. And then we have a bunch of store champs. So let's kick it off with the Lone Star Open. The idea behind this segment is to analyze kind of some of the numbers uh, behind each of the different tournaments and see patterns. 
new lists and amazing things that could happen. In some of the store champs, we only cover the winning list and one top other top competing list that we find fun, which is most likely whatever Tanner thinks is good. Because um, neither one of those guys ever give me any cool lists. So it's always my opinion. So if you ever wonder why the lists look the same, that's that's probably why. If you ever wonder why they're all separatists. It's not. Fuck off. That doesn't happen almost ever. <laughs> So when I see a unique separatist list, we definitely talk about it. All right. <clears throat> so let's talk about the Lone Star Open. JJ, do you know how many people were at the Lone Star Open? Was it 46 or 64? Uh, I think it was bent for 64. However, I don't believe they filled it out. No, if you count like the the number on that chart, I believe it's like 43 or something like that. All yeah, right. exactly. As you can see here, Rebel was the prominent faction, obviously. Uh, and Rebel made a lot of freaking of the field. Freaking cut all like almost all the top cut eight were like Rebel too. So I do I do have a question for you guys here, and just just like a side tangent here. So obviously, you know, with us, you know, covering a lot of the meta here for you know a lot of the store champs and regionals that we've been seeing so far here. Um, you know, we've seen a significant shift in like the factions that have been that are being taken uh, for a lot of these stores, and just wanted you guys' opinions on rebels. Right, we've been seeing definitely a lot of rebel alliance lists um, that are being played here. We know that right now Han is super popular for obvious reasons. Um, do you think that we're seeing a huge amount of rubble mainly because of the ease of use for these lists that makes it a lot more available for uh, players to go in and um, and do well or consistently with the rebels now? Um, or is it just because the, the faction has a lot of good uh, like versatility in terms of like um, the options they could put together in the list? <laughs> I think it's actually a little bit of both. I think that uh, they have some really good versatile pieces. Uh, like, you know, like Keo, like, the you know, the three-point debate, right? Do you take Keo? Do you take Wedge? Do you take Hulk? And, you know, and then also it's very easy just to kind of to bank around the board, double focus, shoot two shots, take your mods kind of thing. It's not like mindless, but it's not uh, complex. So like, like the long jet, long the tournaments go. You're suffering less fatigue, um, and you know it's it's not uh, not very uh, you know brain draining to play something like um, you know Ahan and Boy Luke and a couple A wings. Yeah, and I think some of it is some of it is too. JJ is not just as much. It, it's like Rebel is the quintessential faction we haven't been able to play outside of Scum. Um, that we haven't been able to play since 2.5 started. Rebel has struggled in terms of pricing for it, and with some of the newer cards and things, they have fixed that. Um, maybe a little bit better than we wanted them to, but I'm not complaining too much. Just I'm a little bit complaining. I'll, I'll complain about Bistan all day, every day of the week. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just... Mm. Anyway, um... So I think to answer your question, I think, you know, a lot of it is the fact that lots of people own it and because it does well, people see that. So they run it. And I will tell you, like, and when you look at faction performance in this, 
they were over 50% faction perform. So even though more people took them, they also performed a lot better than all these other factions. Except for uh, Republic, for whatever reason. So, um, which is not surprising. That's also not surprising either. So, to me, that's kind of where it lands. Um, and if you haven't put Rebels on the table in a while, and you just want to put Han, there you go. You yeah. can run Han Luke. It's like the most thematic thing in the world. And, you know, Han being an I-6 large base boosting ship, you know, it's uh, still was... really, really strong piece, you know. Yeah. You're only going to get public shame for flying them. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the other, if we look at, uh, we don't have to spend a lot of time on the pilots. Um, because obviously Rebel did everything. Um, Rebels were doing everything, but I mean, you could kind of see um, the top, all of the top, you know, Rebels, you know, lists here have either Rebels or Empire in them, which were the top two factions. But not surprising in terms of, you know, counts. Uh, as for compositions, this is actually a lot, less than I thought it would be. Um, there's only four of them that have more than two or two or more. Um, one of them's the Empire, obviously Rebel. So a lot of people are flying Fang, Falcon, two, um, two A-Wings, and the TIE Fighter. And, you know, so you, you have that. And then you have the one that had the most, which is a four-ship Rebel list. Which I think is kind of crazy, right? Like a four ship Revelist is taking over that five ship Revelist spot. Um, so that's kind of cool and kind of not cool at the same time. So I think we'll get to see some of the, we'll get to see see that composition. And I think a lot of the, and the problem I have with some of this, these numbers a little bit is if you have teammates and all the teammates are running these different things, you're going to get duplicate lists, right? Um, I think that's how that works. So. JJ, will you run down the top eight for us? Yeah, sure. So the top eight here. Stand by. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, Alex, if you can do it. because Yeah, no problem. I got this. Top. Okay. Top eight. Uh, first, the first person, uh, Paul Heaver. He won. It was a Republic list. And then uh, five rebel lists after that, an empire list, and another rebel list. Uh, Paul Heaver's winning list in Republic is actually pretty easy, sort of. Uh, it has SOC Oddball, SOC Wolf, SOC Anakin, SOC Jag, and Padme. With marksmanship, passive sensors, and proton torpedoes. Uh, Padme is, I think, a, an underrated piece. She's very good at uh, controlling things. It's actually pretty nice uh, if you're going up against something like Abyss Tan Han, uh, and he rolls multiple focus results. And his ability is still modification, even if it's not a lock. So if he rolls multiple focus tokens on his first roll, he can only re-roll one with his ability, which is actually pretty cool. And then if he does re-roll one focus... And then gets more focus results, he can't modify any of them. Because you can only modify one focus result. So it really messes with Han's ability there. Which I'm not sure if people realize is uh, 
as controlling as it can be with that. Yeah, and that's Paul Heaver, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Paul Heaver, three arcs, Anakin and Padme. Yeah, which is crazy, right? Because now we, we're, we're seeing, you know, all these SOCs, which we haven't seen as much. I mean, we have seen it. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I think Padme, I, I don't know. To me, Padme kind of seems like, do you really need proton torpedoes? Or does plasmas, like, make it sufficient and allow you to have your some of your points back? And if you do get your points back, what are you putting on her? Yeah, I think that's kind of the problem with Bad May. I mean, she has a ton of loadout, which is great, but you, I don't know what, I mean, other than putting like Juke, which I know yeah. JJ loves on there. Yeah, I, that's um, exactly what I was going to go, Juke and Plasma. Yep. Yep. Um, and, you know, uh, passive sensors really helps with a lot of the higher AC kind of lists here. And also, I will point out, remember how he won that star championship with like a bunch of Q7 Astromechs in his list? Mm-hmm. Doesn't have it in this one. Aha! Serious tournament. <laughs> he, he has one. Well, he has one because of Kim's on the standard, the standardized loadout. There's not much he can do about that. But you have one point left over. Uh, then you know he's he's not taking that, which I, I appreciate. But I'm not sure if you would take plasma torps in this list, honestly, just because. You have Anakin and Oddball shooting first. You probably just want the spike damage. Especially against like Han Solo, right? Uh, just uh, do a fair amount of damage with Anakin. Oddball can hit him and then just follow up with a proton torpedo. It's terrifying. Yeah, and Padme has, you know, the Padme ability, right? So, you know, you're you're really just... You're really just being a little motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So. All right, our runner-up was Chumbalaya, which is uh, Jeremy Chambly. Chambly, yeah. Chambly, yeah. So, JJ, what did he yes. run? So Jeremy ran a, a Rebel list here. So we got Han Solo, uh, very similar loads that we looked at before. Uh, Perceptive Co-Pilot, Chopper, Bistan, Engine Upgrades in the title. Uh, Fen Rao in the Fang with Predator, Crackshot, Beskar, Plating, uh, Battle Viaving Luke, and Keo Venzi with Juke to round off this list. Uh, so uh, if you guys haven't seen our uh, Aces uh, our Aces recap video, uh, you should definitely check it out. We uh, kind of went over a similar list here there. Uh, but you have two I-6s here. Uh, with Han Solo and Fen Rao uh, being able to go in and punish pretty good. Uh, that Predator Crack Shot combo on Fen Rao can really uh, do a lot of work there to um, to get damage through uh, reliably, uh, potentially either getting a really good crit through on a ship that has no more shields uh, or uh, getting that last shot or, or that last hole damage onto uh, another I-6 that, uh, that doesn't want to take any crits uh, can make Fen Rao very effective and then Luke Skywalker coming out of Initiative 5, being able to use that Proton Torpedo shot uh, can be very, very dangerous as well. Uh, Keo Benzi being able to uh, use this um, uh, low initiative and its ability to uh, contest objectives fairly reliably. And uh, since Keo tends to want to take an evade token anyway, uh, having Juke on there makes sense, being able to potentially uh, sneak some damage in on a ship that doesn't have any more mods and, uh, and do some work there with the force as well. Uh, very solid list. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the one he flew at the Historic yeah. Champs too. Yeah. Yep, yeah, it is. 
All right. The next list that we have comes from Angrarius, who is Patrick, I believe. Patrick Stinson. Patrick Stinson. Yeah. 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 And congrats to Patrick for uh, getting your uh, your world's invite. Uh, it did roll down to Patrick uh, from this event there. Uh, so, uh, so congrats. And this is a list. This is different. We have a different Vader. It's not Boy Vader, folks. It is Starter Pack Boy or Starter Pack Vader. Is that what we call mm-hmm. him? Is, is yeah. that what we're going to call yeah, him? Yeah, Starter or Pack do we Vader. Call him, do we get, come up with like a better name than that? I mean, SSP Vader. is pretty close to PPS. <laughs> it is PPS Vader. This is the new Vader that JJ will only run. With the ion <laughs> missiles, he'll never shoot, ever. Like just, you know, ever. I don't know. I, I actually would consider ion missile at range three because you deny that range and you're going to make sure you can line up a really good uh, range one shot later on. Yeah, it might could be worth it. Only if they have a target lock on me incoming. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, but it's, it is cool to see that, though, right? Like, it is nice to see, like, some of these other... Um, it, I don't know. That goes back to a standard loadout conversation that we can have at another time that we had before, and we can resurrect that conversation in a couple of weeks, I think. Um, maybe when we get further into August and through some of these store champ seasons. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, also in the list is Rack with Ruthless Death Troopers, 7th Sister, Agile Gunner, because why the hell not? Proton Bombs, Dauntless, Tomax Bren with Saturation Salvo, Barrage Rockets, Bomblet Generator, and instead of another bomber, they went with two Black Squadron Aces, assuming that you use them to Ruthless and die all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's actually really close to what Brandon was running at our, like, store champ prep. Uh, he actually, he had Jonas inside of the two Black Squadrons and, like, a trick shot on on rack instead of proton bombs and ruthless. Um, but yeah, it's uh it seems like a pretty solid list. It can, um, if people don't realize or like get too close to rack, that death trooper seven sister combo is brutal. Yeah, it's BS. It sucks. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Holy crap. Yeah. 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 Just, just shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah so cool it's a cool list i do like this list um and i do think there is some viability to some of this um and it is nice to see i don't know it's not nice to see another stupid vader (laughs) come out that cheaply i guess but that's fine we'll make do with what we can do jj would you do you feel this would be an aces list I'm just messing with you for your scum submission for your aces list. That is not a, it's not a thing. Um, all right, Alex, what is the three and two list I selected that I actually would put on the table and it has almost enough of one upgrade. It's just missing one. Just need one more of those <laughs> and it would make you feel better. It is a six-ship Republic list here. We have Rick Ali with Predator, Juke, and R4P. Padme with Trick Shot, Proton Torpedoes, R4P. The R4P is actually pretty solid on the Naboos themselves because they don't have a, a lot of slow. I mean, their blues aren't really great. It's like two or three straight and like two or three banks. So in order, um, if you do a Talon roll, they don't have K-turns. So if you do a Talon roll, you can like blue 
three hard out of it and get your evade action and keep your time on target. So I actually like those over something like just normal R4 Astromech. Uh, and then you have uh, SOC Oddball, SOC Wolf, and then the two Z95s that cost two, Slider and Boost, both but dedicated. Yep, so they, somebody just needs to run another dedicated, and then it meets your criteria for a Republic list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could always just not run SOC Wolf and run just normal Wolf. There you go. Then you can put dedicated, baby. <laughs> You're killing me. Um, I actually like this list. I think it's, I don't know. I'm not a fan of trick shot Padme, though. I no. guess I, I don't understand the logic in it. And maybe it's because you only have four other points and you can't run um you can't run your uh whatchamacallits, uh you you can't run passive sensors on, on her. But like I almost feel you could go passive sensors and plasmas and then I don't know, what does that give you left? So the plasmas are five, passive sensors are five, so that's I mean, you, ten. You can do passive sensors, proton torpedoes, you just don't get an astromech. Yeah, but I think I think you're I, I agree with you actually with those astromechs. I actually do kind of agree with you on those. Like, I really like those astromechs. And I think that, so that becomes the question is if you move down to the plasmas and do plasmas and passive sensors, you still technically have what six points left over. Well, uh, if you do passives R4P and plasma, yes, uh, you have six. Yeah. Which is just one under juke. Yes. Which is okay. <laughs> Cause we probably don't want that pad of me. <laughs> Nobody probably wants that pad of me. But what would you run like like to me I think if you get rid of trick shot and move it down and put the passive sensors on like what else would you run with that with those six extra points I actually wouldn't run passive sensors because you have SOC oddball and SOC oddball can just pass her to lock ah. so yep so you can run if you wanted to like juke plasma FCS R4P if you're trying to go that route yeah, and I do agree. I think that 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 R4P is just really good in this. Like, I I, I really do think that that's like that's that's positive. Yeah, it really helps that uh that turnaround their maneuvers they have because it's really hard to like set up like a talon roll three bank and still be like everything okay. So. All right, let's move on to the next tournament. We have the Forest, the Forest City Open from the Ewok Squadron. You can definitely see, um, you could. I'm, this is ridiculous. You could definitely see all the Rebel lists here, um, mostly Rebel lists. Only a few Empire. Canada must not like Empire lists, is so that? So it the the stats card are a little bit skewed in this one here because uh, the the number of players is lower uh, because and it makes the um, it makes the the stats skew a little bit because you have seven rebel lists but yeah got only one empire list that reported on this that's pretty that's pretty low. Good night, Daddy. And they had uh th there's another person in there with and I don't think some of the unknowns are actually. Uh, like linked on there so if you go to the page it's like one of them's like an empire list i believe one of them's like a first order list and the other one you just don't know we don't but uh, the world may never know there was two americans at this tournament <laughs> one of them was streaming yeah <laughs> no, no there was three yeah the, 
yeah, yeah. But like uh, for for players, it was um, co-host the best of the best rovers podcast, Cody Wood, and also local legend Ryan Sanizuski went up to Canada to to play in this tournament. Yeah. When we look at the pilots, uh, obviously it's Rebel and Fo heavy, so really. That those are the top pilots. Um, uh, whole Oakland, like showing up. That that's a little bit more surprising. We'll get into that in a minute. But um, that showing up, that's definitely a little bit different of a twist we haven't seen all over the board. Um, not a lot of repetition though in list. Again, it's a smaller tournament, so you don't see as much of that. But definitely a lot small, smaller repetition. Though there was three. Han, Y-Wing, A-Wing, Luke, and Sabine. Liss. So it seems like for that, they just replaced like Wedge A-Wing, which a lot of people were taking, uh, presumably with with Hawk. And I guess they could still take Wedge A-Wing and then just swap for Keo, but Keo is high on the count and uh, Wedge A-Wing isn't. So I'm assuming that's the case there. So we had, I pulled the top eight. There's kind of your top eight for it. Um, uh, Brendo from Nickel City made it. And um, I don't know who Gonk72 is off the top of my head, actually. I don't recall. Um, so Cam Murray, Cody Wood, um, Killiam, Matthew, and Mike. Oh, I, did I say Brady? I think I missed Brady. Um, so those are your top cut. They did a top cut to eight uh, for it. So JJ, the winning list was our very own Brendo. Congratulations, Brendo, on your many bloody wins. And and he ran a list that didn't have freaking Han in it. There you go. Look <laughs> yeah. at that. Yeah, it turns out that you can actually run Rebels without Han and still be very, very effective. <laughs> and there's a Horton Psalm in it. A Horton. Yes. So, yes. like, really, that list should just be called Horton Hears a what? Doesn't hear a Han. <laughs> It'd be pretty on theme with the forest setting, too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah like, I, and maybe that's why they ran that. I don't know. Like, I'm not 100% sure why Brendo ran that, but definitely, I how about this? Like, it was a list I would have normally chosen just to, like, review. But in this case, it won. So we get to review that. <laughs> now, I will say it only won by one point, though. Just as an FYI, it did not win by a lot. A lot. It only won by one point. But very excited. JJ, what yeah. is this bloody list? So this uh, this Rebel Saddle list, we start off with the two points Sabine Ren with Beskar Reinforced Plating, Keo Vinci with Lone Wolf Concussion Missiles Vectored Cannons, Hull Oakland with uh, Dorsal Sword APTs, and Precise Astromech, uh, which is the Battle of Yavin version here of Hull Oakland, uh, Bodic Avenge with Predator, Beskar Reinforced Plating, Mando Optics, Horton Psalm in the Y-Wing, which is that new uh, four Initiative 4 three-point uh, Y-Wing with uh, Dorsal Sword and Thermal Detonators, and then Battle Yep and Luke, uh, the uh, the one that we see all over the place here. Uh, so this is a six ship list. Uh, this is definitely, in my opinion, a very very good objective grabbing list. Uh, you can essentially uh, set up your Keo and Sabine on opposite sides of the board to uh, take out those um, those corner uh, objective points either in salvage or in scramble, and uh, and just force your opponents either have to deal with them. 
or they'll get more than they're worth in points uh, to uh, score objectives for your side there. Uh, the rest of the list uh, can go out there and really contend whole Oakland being able to uh, do some real work with the APTs and precise astromech Bodica bench as well being in there at initiative four as well uh, to help with Horton Psalm. Uh, Bodica can go in at range one if she needs to to um, put some pressure on your enemies and Horton Psalm gets the bonus for having that other uh, or having Bodica in in range to um, to reroll attacks as needed. And then of course Luke Skywalker is just that big gun uh, for the Rebels that can punch very very hard. Uh, this is a very good list for uh, for objectives. It can help burn down ships too as well. If you have a lot of ships um, concentrating on a single uh, on a single ship, it can burn down things pretty good as well. Uh, and just congrats to Brendo for uh, for bringing in this list and doing very well. Uh, just shows the uh, the caliber of their skill. Yeah, I like this list actually. I think yeah. this list is. All right. Alex, what did Gonk bring as a runner up list here? Gonna do that. Me not gonna give me Cody's list? That's fine. All right, all right. You can you can have Cody's list. I'll take the runner up list for Gonk seventy two ran FO, which is another like top run in this tournament. Everybody likes FO over there, I guess. Uh they ran Kylo Ren win the in the whisper with the sweet advanced optics malice concussion missiles. Lieutenant Hughes with Special Forces Gunner, SFG. Pattern Analyzer, Proud Tradition. Commander Malaris with Cluster Missiles. Quick Draw with Fire Control Systems, Special Forces Gunner, Fanatical, Proud Tradition, Deuterium Power Cells. Just, it, it's a little bit different Quick Draw than we've we've seen before. And Midnight with Squad Leader and Biohex Codes, which is so much better than what I've been running on my Midnight. I've been running... Marksmanship, right? Because it's just you got the extra thing or whatever, or is it marksmanship? Yeah, something stupid. I run with it, but in this case, you can coordinate, and now you can coordinate wherever the hell, whatever ship you lock that runs away. So, oh, it's probably Kylo. <laughs> um, but but your friendly ship can't modify its attack dice against you. What's that? Yeah, like, so it's useless. That's the funny part. <laughs> if, you're, if, if you're shooting midnight, that can't really do anything to you. You probably got the wrong target. I'm okay with that. Um, so this is a little bit different. Um, I have not ran Lahuse, but that has been showing up uh, lately. And like the question becomes: Is Lahuse better than Whirlwind? Right? No. 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 Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for that. Because if you run Whirlwind, technically you would be running Quick Draw with more of like something to bump Whirlwind up to an I six or, or midnight. An I, yeah. yeah. Or midnight. Yep. One of the two. Somebody's running something to bump or Whirlwind up because you want Whirlwind to have all those bloody focuses. That's what you want. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to get it at that earlier than the I three that he would normally yeah. get it at. But yeah, but you, so you do think it's better than Lahue's at? I don't even know what is Lahue's uh, special ability. Lahue's can use other people's target locks as his own, essentially, uh, which is which is solid. And they have like the one hard uh, pattern analyzer lock focus kind of combo. Yes, I just don't think it's um, as it's hard to like. If you've played Lahue's, uh, like I have, it's just kind of like, cool, he's here, he's an SF. Um, he can do damage occasionally. 
Uh, but like the, you end up spending your team's locks in order to try to get accurate shots, and you kind of don't want to do that, especially if you have like quick draw. And like Kylo doesn't have instinctive aim in his list, so you might be spending his lock, and that's kind of weird. Um, I just I, I would prefer whirlwind just in general, but I also didn't come second at you know a twenty one person semi regional event, so. Maybe maybe you will next weekend. Alex, I hear you're running <laughs> FO next weekend. Oh, it's been a bit. Yeah, well, like I, I do agree with your assessment, right, about LeHughes. Um, I think that LeHughes is just a lot more effective when he has the ability to like reliably get locks consistently. And I think for that, you need Lieutenant Revis. And right now, there's mm-hmm. just so much competition for the FO slot, uh, the tie FO slot, you know, at three points uh, where you can have Malaris and um, and Scorch or DT and just have a lot more offensive potential that way rather than just sending in a ship just to solely boost LeHughes. So, um yeah, that, that Revis Lehughes combo was really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that that's what like it's what propped Lehughes off to be like playable or like like effective. I don't I don't want to say he's unplayable. He, he's solid. Uh, but like a lot of there's a lot of good four point options in FO. And maybe you know, Lehughes and I just don't get along. I don't, every time I play him, I'm just like, I I kinda wish he was like Ember or something. Yeah, personally for me, I go for like a Thai FO bomber uh, before I would go to the Hughes. But, you know, that's that's just me. Yeah, it's just something like Hughes doesn't click with me. Fair enough. All right. Tell us what Cody ran, even though you probably already told us a little bit of what Cody ran. No, see, I intentionally made a different list slightly. Uh, This was a list that he's been trying out for a little bit now. It's uh, Silencer Kylo. With extreme maneuvers, marksmanship, sensor scrabblers, and proton torpedoes. Uh, Cody and I really believe that spike damage is very strong. And, you know, you see Luke with proton torpedoes in two force. Why not just make a Kylo with extra crits and ability that procs off crits? He also has Rush with fanatical predator optics, which I, I think is a pretty interesting uh, tech he's been playing. Once he pops up to I6, getting that focus mod off fanatical and then spending your focus for offense is very, very strong, consistent hitting. He also has Blackout with Lone Wolf, Sensor Scrabblers and Prockets, and Malarus with Magpulse. I briefly saw his game against Cam Murray, tuned in, saw that his Kylo died super inappropriately, <laughs> saw him shoot a Procket that had one hit and one focus result on it. Failed to kill a two-health bomber with structural. And then I, uh, I I turned my head in shame and, and turned off the stream. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, Cody, he's, you know, known as a triple silencer player. That's what he's been playing for a really long time. It's his list. He does really well at it. And it's cool that he's like... One, I guess, bringing semi-legitimacy to our podcast, but two, like, <laughs> doing really well. Um, even nowadays, when you're running, uh, you know, th- three silencers and a <laughs> and a tie fighter, right? You're bringing that to a major tournament and top eighting. So, I, I like the list. Uh, I'm not sure if he's still going to keep the proton torpedoes, but he seems to like it. Over, he likes the spike damage over consistent damage. Outmaneuver oh, maneuver makes Kyle way too much of a target in that list. 
Yeah. I think so, too. All right, JJ, what did Greg Chandler bring in my top three spots? So this one here, we got a CIS list here, starting with Dirge with Lone Wolf Proton Cannons, the title and seismic charges. Uh, we got DIS T81, uh, the Siege Corson version, that's the reroll droid, uh, with Outmaneuver and Afterburners and uh, Contingency Protocol. Pre Vizsla making an appearance with Bo-Katan Kreese, Concussion Bombs, Contraband Cybernetics, Delayed Fuses, and the Swivel Wing. And then DGS 286 with Energy Shell Charges, Kalani, Repulsorless Stabilizers, and DGS-047 with Hondo and the stable lift uh, things. So now we got two HMP, or excuse me, not HMPs, um, two, uh, yeah, HMPs with, uh, with this list here, along with Previsla, and then the reroll droid and Dirge to go in there. Uh, this list looks like a ton of fun to play, uh, especially with uh, Kalani on there being able to assist the list with target locks and Hondo being to uh, being able to go out and uh, either uh, jam your opponent or coordinate one of your ships and uh, you could just have a ton of fun it's it's looks like something i would love to like do you want to like if you ever want me to never be around a ship you bring concussion bombs on it and that's terrifying <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah that's, that's a it's a weird hodgepodge of stuff in there but like if you play it well you can see like all the individual pieces, like the sum of the parts is great. The sum of the whole is better than greater than the parts. There we go. Yeah, yeah I think it's just the the Hondo actions, the uh, just the consistency of Previsla. You get that range zero uh, reroll too with Bo-Katan. Uh, concussion bombs are terrifying. Dirge can do some work. So um, can I ask you a know. question? What, what if you drop delayed fuses and Bo-Katan and took Victoria? You could fit it. So, uh, is it just too much of a deterrent? I think the yeah. concussion bombs on there make me not want to go around Previsla. Notorious just makes me arc dodger. Yeah, and <laughs> the other part too is the is it, you know uh, Previsla is a, a large base ship, you know, and it moves like a freaking like a, a huge blocker, and you tend to end up in range zero shots against opponents and having Bo-Katan uh, being able to modify those particular shots um, at range zero makes her uh, makes Previsla more of a threat uh, being able to shoot and modify at range zero. Um, so I think it's worth it, um, especially um, based on my own personal use that I, I've used uh, Previsla quite a bit um, in, a, in a separate list that I've had. Um, I think that it's, it's definitely worth it on Previsla especially uh, because he's able to uh, get in and uh, and get those strange zero shots and still be an effective attacker. All right. So that is it for the force tournament. We're going to move on to Spellbound Games, which our very own Nick Sperry took down with a 4-0 list. Not Rebels, though. Scum came Sadly, in second here, but a very good SOS though. Like holy crap, that guy had a really hard, time, a really really hard matchups. Uh, I assume his name is Dan. That's my assumption. Um, and in fairness, I picked his list as the unique one, even though like 
beneficial like has beneficial oh my god i just got that. <laughs> um even though his list was pretty actually actually pretty cool for an empire list uh specifically i did pick um because he didn't have you know he doesn't have vader in it right um that tie heavy which one is that is that lighten do you happen oh, to I remember think it, i think it's Ubel. oh okay fair enough yeah i think it's Ubel. i'm not 100 sure but i believe it was Ubel. but oh. Speaking of the Empire, Nick Sperry betraying everyone and playing the Empire, not Rebels. What's up with this? I know. <laughs> but he had, in another throwback, Boy Mauler and Boy Backstabber. But not Boy Vader. He brought Starter Pack Vader. He also had Merrick with FCS and Shield Upgrade. And Tomax uh, with Broad Rocket Saturation Cell Bomb Bombla Generator. So you got a uh, four I fives and an I six. You got Vader, the boys, uh, but it's a more objective based Vader. You got a little bit of a tanky Merrick there, and a lot of help to chew through. And then you got Tomax, who's just doing, you know, consistent damage with barrage rockets and saturation salvo. I don't know. I like. It. I actually like that. It, again, nice to see a different Vader on the table. Um, two Tie Fighters uh, coming back, making even though they cost a little, you know, they 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 aren't paired as easily with some of the other stuff they've been paired with. And there's Marky Steel. That's uh, I swear to God, that's his favorite Empire ship. <laughs> Marky Steel. I call him Marky Steel. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna call him that. And so, would you like, would you like me to call him Marky Mark? I would love for you to call him Marky Mark. Yes, honestly, Marky Mark, Marky Mark Steel. All right, Marky Mark Steel A. There you go. Um, with a shield upgrade and that that the FCS, like it's like it's bare bones. But really, do you need anything else? Marksmanship. Else. But yes, <laughs> that, that's that's very strong. Um, it's just the extra health. I don't know. I I, I like it. I think it's a really cool list. JJ the, the boys are still good. It, like they yeah. they're not like less effective. <laughs> Than they were last season. They nothing changed. Yeah. So it's they're I mean, there's seven points. They boost each other into shooting three red dice and they have four health, uh four health uh four hull. Four hull. And um and they have afterburners which allow them to uh, be very, very good, fast and uh effective ships to get in into a fight very fast. Um, they're they're still very very well effective, and the fact that they don't have to be tethered to Vader to uh, make themselves very tanky and offensive uh, makes them even better. I think they're a very good combo for seven points. All right, JJ, tell us what the next list is that we're going to cover for this event. All right, so next one here is the scum list, the runner up. We got Fenral with Burnout Thrusters, Beskar, and Fearless. We got Bosk with Marksmanship Expert Handling, Quinn Jest in the uh, M3A with Ion Cannon and Burnout Thrusters, Manaru with R5P8, Agile Gunner, Contraback Cybernetics, Notorious, and Punishing One. And then last but not least, Dirge with Sync Laser Cannons, Contraband Cybernetics, and Marksmanship to round off the list. Um, I it's a very 
decent list here, um, being able to um, have a lot of firepower between Fenrau, Manaru, and Dirge, and then Quentin Jost uh, being able to uh, help out with that Ion Cannon and Burnout Thrusters, a, a nice addition to that particular ship to make it go fast if it needs to. Uh, Boss being that cheap uh, I-4 two-point ship with expert handling and marksmanship, just being able to go out and claim objectives. And if you happen to get that bullseye lined up and get that uh, that crit through, uh, that's just going to be bonus damage on a four boss there uh, to punch through. So uh, really good list here for Scum and glad to see more variety in Scum uh, so far. I don't like sync laser cannons on dirt, though. So yeah, I like proton cannons more. I absolutely agree with you. But hey, I mean, hey, if it works, it works for them. That Quinjass is pretty... It's a really strong objective getter because Quinjass' ability is that you can just gain a disarmed recover a charge, so you can just burn out thruster every round if you wanted to. You are speeding around the board to pick up other objectives. Yeah. So you, it, it's just, it's a it's pretty well equipped, I would say, for like what it is for like an objective ship. And then um, it's interesting that they went with the notorious choice on Manaru instead of like a, a Gar Saxon gunner. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit different. Like I, I like Gar Saxon better, but I could see why the Notorious is like, "Hey, don't shoot me!" And he's like, "Either if you shoot me, you're gonna get punished. If you don't shoot me, I'm gonna punish you because I could just like get in range one." I think it's a, it's like a prop to say, "Come shoot me, please." If not, it sucks to be you. Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. I, I, I like I, I agree with you. I like Garstaxon better, but that's just me. All right. Next store champ that we're gonna look at is Ease Games. <clears throat> the winner was Tequila Saurus Rex. Congratulations. Uh, uh, hopefully you were not drank drink when you were on this. Um a celebratory drink. A celebratory drink. I don't like tequila, so I don't like more more prophecy, you can have all the tequila. Um, running, I believe this is an identical version yeah, it's Jeremy Chambly's of list. Chambly's list. So, um, we're not going to cover it. Like I, it is there. It's Luke, Han, Fen, and Keo. Um, obviously a well-known commodity does very well. Um, and I do wonder if that chopper crew kind of solidifies the discussion between trick shot and, and this chopper. Like some of me wonders if this Han is a little bit better without the trick shot than than not because you can avoid the, the 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 inevitable blocks once in a while with it. So I like free engine upgrade on Han. I just love it. It's my favorite. Um, Alex, what is the next list from Anthony that we're gonna cover? Yes, Anthony uh, came in fifth, looks like. And this is another Rebel list. Well, it's a six-ship list. And not what you expect. It is Boy Dutch. Boy Hawkind. Boy Garvin. Boy Jack. Sabine with Beskar. And Lieutenant Blout with shield upgrade, hopeful, and expert handling. Instead of an A-wing. This is the slowest moving list ever. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it helps the Y-Wings, honestly, a lot more that you don't have other ships speeding around. So they they can't just jump the Y-Wings because you have two X-Wings and a pseudo X-Wing. 
blout. I'm just saying, like, this is literally, like, this has got to be the slowest, the slowest. This is, like, the epitome of Rebels going one Yeah, this is one straight to victory, the list. Yeah. I like it. I think it's hilarious. I like seeing whole Oakland in there. Yeah, uh, that's a different. Uh, no, that's the one with the advanced rotunda burritos. There's the other one, um, Dex Tree. That's the different thing. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I like this list. I'd run this list. I wouldn't be very good at it. I'd run it. And uh, I don't know. Is it okay because you have so limited green dice? Like I get less pissed off because of it. I don't know. I mean, they got yeah. still token sharing too. I mean, you still have yeah. Touch. You still have Garvin. Yeah, I was gonna say this is a a, a list that likes to run a, a pretty close formation uh, to take advantage of their ability, and you do not want to joust this list at all. If you if you decide to joust this list, uh, I I hope the dice uh, roll in your favor because this is gonna hit you back really hard. Yeah, unless you are like a weird double reinforce YV. <laughs> like, you, you do not want to joust this list. They're going to one straight to victory until you're close by. Then they're going to three straight and range one and shoot you with four advanced proton torpedoes. So, <laughs> yeah, something is dying. <laughs> Hopefully, no, something will die. It will die. All right. The next one that we have is Gamers Heaven. Uh, this one had a top, you know, a top cut for it. So they had more than 16 people. Um, so they did a top cut of four and there is a lot of rebel again, but there was some interesting lists inside of here to look at. There was two foreign O's, um, which I'm not a hundred percent sure how that works. Actually, like maybe someone the, got the pair up and it has to have, right? that's, that's the only thing I can think of. Like you would think yeah. that they would have gone against each other or we would see two draws in here or yeah, yeah, true. Good point. So I don't know how that one worked. I'll be honest with you, but it uh, it's there. So, um, but JJ, what did the winner bring? <coughs> so we're seeing another return here of the Rebel Lines making the uh, the taking the taking it all. We got Boy Luke here. Uh, we got Bodica standard loadout here. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, not standard loadout. We got Best Card Reinforced Plating, Elusive, and Clan Training on this one. Hull Oakland with uh, the Battle of Yavin version. Yvonne Verlaine in the Y Wing making return here with R4 Astromech, Concussion Bombs, and Dorsal Turret. Keo Menzi with Elusive and Cluster Missiles. And Sabine Ren with Best Card Reinforced Plating. This one's actually a little uh, uh, interesting, I would say, because it's not something that on paper you think that has a lot of attacking power. I think this is probably more of a objective contesting list there, um, but it's interesting because you do have the ability to have that potential for spike damage with uh, with hull, with dorsal, and advanced proton torpedoes potentially, and with I, I precise astromech, and then Ivan Verlaine uh, being able to spend that focus to uh, boost the agility of one of the other ships that's around them uh so it's um it's it's kind of interesting to see how uh this list uh went all the way uh for no undefeated and uh my guess is that they definitely uh, played the objective game very very well and was able to um contest a lot of objectives and win it 
Yeah, I have no idea what I would even begin to shoot in that list. <laughs> I mean, hopefully they serve me up, Luke, but like, I don't, I don't know. Whatever ship is the closest, I think it's whatever I'm going to shoot in that one. It's weird. Yeah. Sounds like somebody needs to put that on the tape. JJ? JJ? Hey. You're... Yeah, I could, I could run that. I could see. This is a JJ list. There's no B-Wings, but just pretend the <laughs> Y-Wings are B-Wings. Yes. All right. The next list we have is from Obi-Wan, who is one of my favorite people. I love that guy a lot. Um, but Obi-Wan ran a Republic list that is a little bit different, but has a lad in it. Alex, what is going on here? And do we see a new Astromac we've never seen like run before? I don't know what's going on. I mean, I, this is a weird list. Okay. <laughs> it's it's interesting. So it's 7B Anakin. He's got Shattering Shot, Crack Shot, and Shield Upgrade. Don't want any Astromax. Don't need Astromax. Rick Ale with Daredevil, Lone Wolf, and R2C4. That is the one that lets you spend your evade uh, essentially as a focus token. Uh, Contrail with Crack Shot, Delayed Fuses, the best config and proton bombs and then hawk in the lat with dedicated c3po novice tech seven fleet gunner and agile gunner uh yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know um that's a real expensive lat yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it has like the defense you know some defense in there right um, with with the C-3PO, but also you have, like, dedicated. So if you shoot at it, it doesn't have agility dice for the C-3PO rerolls. But, like, if you have Seventh Fleet Gunner, then you only have three ships that are shooting. Um, and if Anakin's range one, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, if Regale's range one, it doesn't matter, so you're using it for Contrail. It's kind of awkward, but it hits really hard with uh, Rick... Just um, not having, like, if you had a focus token, you can use it for defense if you spend your evade. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's not a Republic list I would run. Yeah, you gotta think it's um, it's like instead of running Obi Wan, you're running you know the Rick Olay, right? Like instead of having two of the CLT Jedi, you have one CLT. Oh, no, you have none because you have Rick because <laughs> they right. lower Rick in points. So I don't know. Like, I, it, it's interesting. It, this is like the Duncan Howard, like somebody retook Duncan Howard, which Obi-Wan, he's, he's been ran, running that, um, a version of this list for a while, like in some way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, because like, you can't really consider this an ace list, right? Like, it's I not technically an ace list. It's, I mean, I could see how it could be effective because it hits really hard. But if they just jump that lat, that's six yeah, points you give up. Points. Yeah. And Contrail ain't going to bail you out on a lot of it. You're really leaning heavily into 7B Anakin. 
And you have to be really good at the game in order to lean real heavy in a seven B Anakin like that. Yeah, my guess is is that um, I feel like Hawk is the trap, and they have a timer on on how how fast they can eliminate anybody that goes into the trap, right? Because you you if you put Hawk in the center of the of the board, and you have Anakin on one side and Rickoli on the other side, and they decide to uh, go towards your lat, um, that Daredevil boost from Rickoli is very very good. Um, being uh, modify being able to modify your dice with Lone Wolf and R2C4, which uh, if you're not aware of what that does, R2C4 allows you to spend your evade token to change a focus result into a hit result. Um, it allows Rick to uh, be more aggressive and still have that mod available on offense. Um, and if your opponent's just trying to focus down onto, um, onto your Hawk or to any other ship and not take any shots at Rick, Rick actually, uh, already has that, uh, that mod there, which will allow him to uh get that passive mod so um there there's potential for this list there um you know you want your opponent to try to fall for that trap of um you know going after hawk and it also allows them to essentially um that also activates hawks uh the lats ability for the rerolls uh with the um with their chassis ability uh so you're you're getting pretty accurate shots back into the attackers of the lat and uh if you don't kill that that lat within that first strike there uh you're you're going to be in a world of hurt all right let's move on to the next one atomic games definitely um this one there's a unique cis list right like and we're going to cover that and and so here they had another top cut of four which again, just this is all I don't know. It, that's a whole different discussion because here we have some IDs, obviously, like Zach and Snake Arama, ID'd in the last round, so that, because they knew they were both going to make cut. Um. So, there's where you don't have any four, four nose. But um, and it's probably a good thing they did because there are so many other three nose. Or three and ones. So anyway, uh, I don't know, and that brings back the discussion of that we at some point we might want to have again with IDs. I know we had that a couple weeks ago, but here you can see where there is an issue in terms of how it affects all of the others down the road. Um, but Alex, tell me what Locan brought. Yes, he brought a Republic list. SOC Anakin, SOC Oddball, SOC Wolf, uh, Padme with Marksmanship, Passive Sensors, and Proton Torpedoes, which is what Paul Eber ran, and then Rick Ale with Daredevil, Ion Torps, and R2-C4. And is Ion Torps just so that you neutralize somebody so that um, Wolf and Oddball can kill them? Is that like... like and, and if he does neutralize them with the Ion Torps, like, I mean, at, at some point, though, like, depending on what the ship is, like, is eyeball and Wolf just gonna kill him anyway? I don't know. <laughs> like, do you need the ion torpedo? Because he's just gonna die. <laughs> I mean, the, the, there's not much else you can put. You have four points left over when you put on like Daredevil and R two C four, so it's gonna be either like ion torps or uh, you know Lone Wolf in the case of the previous list. But this is a five ship list. Probably one put Lone Wolf on there. And I, mean, I guess you could put trick shot, but you know, ion torps just seem much more uh, useful in in that case. 
Fair enough. And the runner-up list, which happened to be my choice of unique lists for the tournament, was a CIS list with two, two, oh no, no, three bombardment drones with cluster mines and delayed fuses. So not proxies, but cluster mines. General Grievous, um, and he runs the Solus or the shield upgrade versus the afterburners, and Previsla with VTG, Bo-Katan, and Beskar reinforced plating. So not even Mando optics this time. Like this is even crazier of a Bo-Katan or a Previsla build. And I don't know. Like I guess it kind of shows that there is still some power in those bombardment drones, even without proxy mines. Um. I don't know, but this list feels like it would like somewhat burn down pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the bombardment drones are what? Threes and previous was a three grievous a four. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as you don't put yourself directly in front or behind of the bombardment drones, you could probably take them out pretty fast. Uh, that previsla does not have notorious or concussion bombs, so I can just freely shoot this thing all day. Um, but you know, Grievous is fine. Uh, shield upgrade is probably a little bit more appropriate in this list just because you have low health everywhere else. So try to make something last long. So it's just Grievous and Previsla. But yeah, it's it's unique. You haven't seen Bombardment drones in a in a long time. I'm shocked people are even running hyenas. But they're they're pretty solid, pretty fun uh, looking list. For me, they feel like that part of the whole spike damage potential right because if you're able to get that um that cluster mine off and uh land all three at least two of them onto a ship um and i mean you you have the potential to eliminate an ace right there so um i think there's still uh plenty of room for them in the meta it's just right now with the it's it's one of those things about like you know having a shiny new toy uh with the hmps and the tri fighters that they've seen a decline in play but i don't think that their effectiveness has gone down at all um they're just right now being uh they're they're being overlooked for some of the other more uh competitively priced options in the tri fighters and the hmps right now fair enough so the last store champ we have tonight is happy valley a scumless one, Alex. A scumless one. A it scumless did. one. It's been done before, technically. <laughs> so why don't you tell us what this dual fang fighter list is? So yes, this is uh, Fen Rao with fearless marksmanship and shield upgrade. Sarasu with proton torpedoes. Dace with the title Gamut, Contraband, and Marksmanship. Boss with Expert Handling and Marksmanship. And Joy Rakoff with Ion Torps and Fearless. It's a list. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, Sarasu can go in double modded with Proton Torpedoes if you use a Gamut ability on her on the previous turn. Um, so you can you know, that's pretty nice to have. You get defensive reroll. She can hang in there with the Fang Fighters if need be. Uh, a little bit of tankier Fen Rao with the shield upgrade. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just Joy Rakoff can become wedged briefly if he just takes a charge off that Ion Torp, so that can really mess with people. 
Um, you know, especially if you have low health, high agility ships. Like Suntier would be a good example. I'm not saying that you know people are getting hit by Suntier here, but you can really mess up uh, people's plans with Joy Rackoff. Oh yeah, Joy can be a joy to wreck your day. Yeah, I mean, you only have one agility. Who cares, right? Yeah. <laughs> so JJ, this is not a three in one list. I, but I don't care. I picked this list because I just want somebody to talk about this list. JJ, what is this Empire list, and why should everybody run it? So, um, yeah, yeah, it's puzzling to me, too. So we got Volt Scarus here uh, with Enduring Marksmanship, Fire Control System, and Concussion Missiles. This is the TIE Defender uh, Volt Scarus, uh, the I-5 one. We got Darth Vader with Target Synchronizer, Concussion Missiles, and then Turfener with a Marksmanship and Afterburners to round off this particular list here. Uh, it is is a very wacky type of list honestly um but the fact that it went three and one uh it is 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 something to to really consider uh especially the power of this particular list with uh with volt scarus and darth vader now if you're not familiar with volt scarus uh, essentially volt can uh, uh take an action to um to recover a charge and then at the start of the engagement phase it can uh take an action uh, to, uh before everything shoots so if you're able to put yourself in a position to set up volt scarus to potentially arc dodge uh with a barrel roll or boost to a range one shot uh volt scarus can be very good um the enduring on this makes it less susceptible to crits but if it does end up taking a crit it can take a red uh focus if need to and then clear it out with a blue on the following turn and uh and just punish really really well um i think this is a, a interesting list for sure uh vader being equipped with concussion missiles and targeting synchronizer uh is uh is interesting uh, i mean it does enable volt scarus to shoot the uh concussion missiles uh without a target lock um but uh but yeah seeing these uh these defenders and turf in here uh definitely really interesting a lot of like post-activation actions that are available for this list. I don't know. Like, I think I would lose handedly if I ran this list, but I mean, yeah, congrats to, you know, Jazzy Dad here. Like, good job. Like, I, <laughs> this is definitely yeah. out of my skill set. Um, I'm sure the two wins he had were people look at that list and they're like, yeah, sure, you could win. <laughs> I concede. <laughs> double, double defender and interceptor. Why not? I don't know. Sounds fun to me. Sounds fun to me. Well, all right. Well, thank you all for joining us tonight. We'll be back next week with another episode of Planning Face Syndicate. Um, there will be a tournament next weekend at Eternal. If you live in Michigan and want to join us, uh, the rumor is there will be a million people there. Um, uh, from all over, I guess, from Canada and Ohio. Um, we'll see. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, <laughs> but there is a, if you're in Michigan, uh, otherwise, if you're in Michigan and you want to go into Muskegon, 8-6 will have our next tournament from there. Um, yeah, I know you'll be there, Desi. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe you can um, send me a private message. I may or may not want some of that Canadian uh, whiskey that I can't get here in the States uh, on the cheap. You should totally bootleg that for us. Um, and <laughs> that would be amazing. So 
I'm just saying, if you would like to, send me a private message and uh, I'll see how to get you some some cashola uh, for that. Possibly. Strong U.S. cash. Good, yeah. good economy cash. Yeah, got some loonies. I do kind of want a couple loonies, but anyway, 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 anyway. If you are coming, Desi, you definitely hit me up, and it will be fun to see everybody. Um, I'm still 50-50. I am supposed to go, but uh, depending on everything with my daughter, uh, Tuesday will depend on whether I make the journey out there or not um, for it. So with that being said, thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next week, 9 p.m. Eastern, with another episode of Planning Face Syndicate. Thank you all, and have a good night. Have a good night, everybody.